Algar Productions. Wait, why are we going in through the main sick bay doors? I thought he preferred to meet with us in a more discreet location. Uh, well, that is usually the case. I, I think he's a little intimidated by Doc Shang. I beg your pardon, Commander. Nobody is a little intimidated by Dr. Shang. However, she's not here right now, so the acting chief medical officer of this vessel is, in fact, me. You? Now, what is that supposed to mean? I... yeah, sorry, that was uncalled for. I mean, sure, I'm technically acting CMO of about 85% of a ship, which will be stuck in this repair bay long after Shang eventually returns for duty. So it's not like I get to be in charge while we're doing anything important. Uh, they did let you set up an Endeavor's actual sick bay, though. Even though we've all been temporarily reassigned to the station. Uh, yeah, I had to throw a bit of a temper tantrum to get even that, if we're being honest. Perhaps not my proudest professional moment. To my original point, Chief, I am a fully licensed physician. I said I was sorry. I mean, I, I provide a highly specialized service for you people. I do hope you wouldn't just accept that sort of thing from any officer wearing a lab coat. How many times can I apologize to this guy? Now look, he's been in Doc Shang's shadow for two years now. Yeah, okay. I guess I can see how that would stress anyone out. Do you know what some of the crew have started calling me? Dr. Monster- Well, I never heard anyone call you that. How do you know? You didn't even let me finish. So, did you make any progress? Oh, yes. Considerable progress. You know... When we first got access to the pathology's medical database, I got so excited, it was almost embarrassing. Doc, you're not uh, into this, are you? Yeah, because I think the goal here is for us to be excited, not you. Oh, not excited like that. I mean, in a purely academic sense, don't be gross. Well, we're hoping to get a little gross. Depending on what you've come up with. What I've come up with is this their gloves. Correct. As you know, well, I assume you know, if you've moved on to consulting me about the next steps, the Basalti keep their sexual organs at the back of what we humanoids call our neck. Told you. All right, all right. The female grows eggs in a sack in this region. Oh, and please understand I'm using words like female and egg generically, but they're really, really extremely rough analogs for the concepts concept I'm describing. <clears throat> yes. Well... When a Vasalvi wishes to procreate, and just to be clear, you two are not considering procreating? Oh, no. I still don't want to have kids, Mom. Right, so the male Vasalvi clasps the neck of the female and deposits his fertilizing material. <clears throat> fertilizing material? Are you going to do that every time? Probably. <sighs> deposits his fertilizing material through these membranes here. This generates an electrical pulse that activates the fluid and, as a nice bonus side effect, delivers a stimulating pulse to both parties. And this glove simulates that stimulation. Exactly. It also feeds back into the Andorian and Tellarite... Here, I made you a pair as well, Commander. Nervous system to deliver a comparably pleasurable pulse. Well, if I hadn't made it clear before, I'm saying it now. We really do appreciate the tireless amounts of research that you put into helping us hook up with other species. Ah, I'm happy to do it. Though in this case, all I really did was go to a pathology sex shop, purchase an assortment of adult toys, 
And then retrofit the most promising candidate so it can attach to your bodies. What I wouldn't have given to witness that transaction firsthand. Yes, thanks very much, Doc. I'm excited to see these in action. Uh, if it's not too much trouble, could I ask you to report back to me once you have? I'm quite curious to see if everything works out as well as I'd hoped. Not because you're into this or anything. I told you, my interest is purely clinical. Uh-huh. Thanks, Doc. We'll be in touch. Yeah, we will. Oh, one more thing before you go, Commander. Mm -hmm. It's probably nothing, but I believe someone may have slipped in while Sigbay was still sealed off and absconded with some of Dr. Shank's property. Oh? And you think this happened after Shang took out Mickey? I think so. To be honest, I've been in her office exactly four times since we arrived in Omega. Each time to receive my rather degrading performance evaluation. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I'm not hugely familiar with everything that's supposed to be in there. But a couple of storage areas have definitely been accessed since we've been docked at Nimbus, and if I had to guess, I'd say some stuff has gone missing, I think. Probably. Mm. Uh, all right, I'll send a security officer down to check it out. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. I, I just want to do my due diligence so no one can accuse me of not doing that. Which they probably will anyway. Boy, she's really done a number on this guy. They'll be in touch, Doc. Thanks again. Bye. You really shouldn't hassle the poor guy. It's what I do. Hey, is that Naomi and Dal? Oh, hey guys. We were just getting a few things out of my quarters to set up in my temporary office on the station. Though I never did find that Cottis Cod board. Funny that. What are you both doing over here? Oh, we were just seeing Dr. Monster. We were just getting some equipment from Dr. Morgan. Oh yeah? Let me see. They look like gloves of some kind. Yeah, it's technical stuff. Don't worry about it. I know technical stuff. I realize I have a pretty poor track record as an engineer, but I'm great with theory. It's really not important, Naomi. Wait a minute. You two perverts were visiting Dr. Monsterfucker. Thanks, Dell. We came together in the spirit of peaceful cooperation to expand our collective understanding of the universe. Twelve unique cultures from across two galaxies. Faced with complete disaster, we discovered that a single, unified coalition would be infinitely greater than the sum of its parts. And leading the charge in this unprecedented interstellar partnership is the Federation Starship Endeavor. Endeavor, created by Ron Algar-Watt and Maggie Robotham. Starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Season 2, Episode 11, The Worst Kind of Piracy. <clears throat> I'd like to call this meeting to order. This is the part where I would bang a gavel to get your attention, but apparently my gavel, a priceless family heirloom, has been mislaid. Well, it was a quiet year, but I guess nothing lasts forever. 
Something you'd like to share, Captain Gia? Hmm? No, Commander. Sorry to interrupt. Rather. Right. Well, since I don't actually recognize everyone here, I suppose introductions are in order. I am Commander Arnold Bryce, adjutant to the Admiral. Uh, co-adjutant. Yes, co-adjutant. Captain West here was assigned to my post in my absence, and the Admiral has decided to keep us both on to assist with, in his words, all the little stuff I can't be bothered with. Well, while I can appreciate that a man as important as the Admiral might be moved to overlook such a gathering, I can assure you that our purpose here is of the utmost importance. Oh, come off it, Arnold. It's our daily security briefing. Captains, security officers, we do this every morning. Frank, notwithstanding, we agreed that I would be running these proceedings, Captain. Yeah? because they don't matter. And as such, I shall be returning them to the properly structured format that served us so well prior to my absence. Structure? What structure? Everyone goes around the table and talks about whatever issues they have over coffee and donuts, or the appropriate cultural equivalent thereof. The rather informal food and beverage service that has been running during this briefing has been indefinitely suspended. Ah. I like a donut as much as the next man. It sure sounds like that's the first time you've ever even said the word. But we're here to conduct official business, not have a party and cram ourselves full of sugar. Couldn't we do both? Now, as I've alluded to a moment ago, we should be observing proper parliamentarian procedure in these briefings going forward. If you consult your pads, you'll find that you've all been reissued copies of Robert's Rule of Order 37th edition to refresh your memories. First order of business, uh, official censure and court-martial of Dr. Shang of USS Endeavor. I beg your pardon? Uh, Captain Jia, you wish to speak? You're damned right I do. You can't just blindside me with something like, we want to arrest one of your senior officers first thing. I hardly see how it's blindsiding you, Captain. Surely you of all people must be aware that Endeavor was overtaken by the parasitic entity known as Mickey. Yeah, I think that rings a bell. And that said entity was brought aboard the ship by Dr. Shang, who knowingly kept a fragment of it alive until such time as it could take control of the crew with the intention of using the quantum transporter to invade the Alpha Quadrant. None of that was Doc Shank's fault. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Cut, your remarks will not be recognized unless they are presented in the established fashion. Well, the hell with that. Shut up a minute, Arnold. Let the boy speak his piece. Thank you, sir. Uh, I just wanted to say that there is substantial security footage exonerating Doc Shang of any serious responsibility in this incident. The Mickey creature itself admitted that it took a number of pieces to reassemble it aboard Endeavor. Yes, that footage could have been faked. Furthermore, that thing lived inside my nervous system twice. So I, I knew what it knew whether I wanted to or not. For the record, I very much did not. And I can assure you that it was very much surprised by Shang's sudden and, might I add, heroic efforts to incapacitate it, which could not have held true if they were working together. Uh, sorry, Cap, this was probably your argument to make. Couldn't have done it any better myself, Kutch. In any event... The good doctor is currently convalescing aboard our vessel. Oh, I am aware, Sub-Commander Valesa. The fact that a Starfleet doctor would choose to stage her alleged recovery aboard, of all things a Romulan vessel, strikes me as highly suspicious. Well, it shouldn't. Uh, she's said herself that she doesn't really like or trust Starfleet doctors. Is this true? 
Oh, yes, many times. Well, that's as may be, but... Listen, Arnold. Uh, 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 Commander? Fine, you're right, Commander. Look, this is, at best, an internal matter for Endeavor to worry about. And Captain Gia seems to have this under control. Absolutely. Under control? I'm told it will take weeks to return Endeavor to active duty. That creature... We are well aware of what that creature did to my ship, Commander. See? Internal matter. Captain's discretion. You happy, Captain Gia? Happy might be overselling it a bit, Captain, but I'm satisfied that we can drop this whole Shang matter. Motion carried. Is that my... What? This? No. This is a hammer from the Ferengi restaurant downstairs. Use it to crack open this hard-shelled crustacean that they serve with... A crab hammer. You're running a meeting with a... with a crab hammer. It's a bit like a crab. A bit like a lobster, too, but... If anything, it's more like a pheasant. I know that sounds crazy, but... Commander, I do not wish to disrupt your carefully planned agenda, but... Oh, it's far too late for that now. It's only that our vessel will be departing for a fairly elaborate exploration mission soon, and I would prefer to oversee the final security preparations personally. Fine! Go! All of you, go! Dismissed! But I'll be speaking to the Admiral about this, and rest assured this will be the last time these proceedings are treated with such... Callous indifference. Yes, callous indifference. Oh, shut up. So, you'll be working with Myra this week? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, she thinks this downtime might give her team the chance to finally look at those phaser upgrades I've been suggesting. Sounds good. Let me know if there's anything I need to know. I will do, Cap. Oh, Sub Commander, hold that turbo lift, please. Thanks. Something on your mind? Uh, nothing specific, but I thought maybe we could have breakfast together. I think you might be interested in these phaser upgrades we're working on. These are integrating the components we acquired from the Basalfi? The Frawl. Yes, of course. The Frawl. You said Basalfi because you heard... Is it meant to be a secret? I mean, I guess not. What kind of security officer would I be if I were not aware of... Who my girlfriend and I are having sex with? If I were not at least superficially aware of the social habits of the senior members of this project. That sure just sounds like an excuse to be nosy to me. It has served me well in that capacity for some time now. You know, when I told Dal about our friendship... This is Dal Lacerto, the junior officer who jeopardized our alliance with the Ah. I think she'd prefer not to have that be the main thing people know about her, but yes. And you maintain I should not be keeping an eye on who you associate with for security purposes. She said she was surprised that a Tellarite and a Romulan hit it off so well. And seeing as our culture is based entirely on truth, and yours is based entirely on lies. I, I'm paraphrasing, of course. No, I see her point exactly. And it's a valid one. I'm convinced. Huh? This friendship cannot logically exist, and therefore we must terminate it immediately. That's what Dal said. Only, I think she just wants me to spend more time hanging out with her. If there's one thing we in the Alpha Quadrant certainly haven't had enough of, it's Cardassians dictating how we should live. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell her that. Please do. Is it just me, or is the station a lot more crowded than it usually is? It is not just you. Were you not aware that the Ferengi Pak had begun his new tourism initiative? Wait, his what? Pak is exploiting an apparently little-regarded loophole in his contract with the station that allows him unrestricted access to the Quantum Transporter. The Quantum Trans... 
You mean these people are all here from the Alpha Quadrant? Yes. How are you just hearing about this? That is an excellent question. I thought this is what our security briefings were supposed to be for. I suspect Commander Rice is more concerned with running an orderly meeting than he is with a comprehensive security briefing. This could really be a serious problem. Why aren't you more concerned about this? Romulans have largely welcomed this opportunity. A number of our citizens who were displaced after the destruction of Romulus have been considering emigrating here and starting a colony. Well, I guess that's a potential upside to all of this, but... Someone really needs to talk to Puck. I wish you nothing but luck in that undertaking. Yes, come in. Commander Kutch, so good to see you again. I've been waiting for nearly an hour, Damon. Well, I do apologize for that, Commander, but obviously I've been pretty busy since I got back. And as you can see, my latest venture is shaping up to be a rousing success. Yeah, that's what I'm here to talk to you about, actually. You know, I'd had this whole bring-in-paying tourists from the Alpha Quadrant thing in my back pocket since we arrived. It was always one of those maybe-one-day sort of things. But then when I saw what that idiot Todd had done to my financial empire, I had to go with I believe the human expression is the nuclear option, whatever that means. You realize that quantum transporter is the joint property of the Federation, Cardassian, Romulan, and Klingon governments. I do realize that. I also realized that they signed over the rights to use it as part of my supply chain when I sold them the precious quadrilithium they needed to keep it running. They objected, they sure didn't say so, and I added that clause. I was only there for your original negotiation. I didn't realize you'd modified the contract. If only someone had consulted you. Yes? Sorry to bother you, Damon. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Come in, come in. Uh, Commander, have you met my protege, Boz? I thought Todd was your protege. We don't like to say that name around here anymore. Boz here is ten times the businessman that Todd ever was. Yeah, there's a potted plant in my quarters that's at least three times the businessman that Todd ever was. A fair point. In any event, he's shaping up to be a much worthier receptacle for my wisdom. And honestly, Todd's never been more motivated than he is now, trying to keep up with the person he thinks is here to steal his job. <clears throat> now, what was it? Well, Damon, it's about our projections. If current business holds, we'll be out of accommodations aboard the station by next week. We may also need to consider acquiring more shuttles for the extended tour guests. Pac, what have you turned this station into? Can't really speak to that, Commander, but I can tell you what I've turned my business into. A success. You... You can't just beam civilians here to look around. Why not? As you people insist on telling me time and again, this is not a military operation. You're here for scientific and diplomatic purposes only. Okay, but are you even screening these people before you bring them over from the Alpha Quadrant? <laughs> I would... Yeah, of course. We run a credit check. I mean to see if they're dangerous. This is a potentially serious security risk, Pac, and we can't leave the security of this station in the hands of... Tom to Commander Kutch. Excuse me. This is Kutch. Commander, uh, I need to speak with you in the security office as soon as possible. Torm, we've talked about this. You can just tell me what you have to tell me. Uh, well, well, Commander... <clears throat> It turns out someone did forcibly enter Dr. Shang's office and take some things. Go on. Sir, it, it was one of our own security officers. It was Turner, sir. Turner? 
You sure? Yes, sir. When I confronted him with the proof, he attacked me and fled. Uh, but I was able to subdue him and take him into custody. He's in the cell now, sir. <sighs> right. Understood. I'll be right down. Catch out. Well, well, well. All right, Pac. So, we can't leave the security of this station up to people like me, can we? Yes, very ironic. You done now? Oh, I'm almost certainly not done, Commander. I'll be holding this over you for the foreseeable future, but you obviously have more important things to worry about, like traitors on your own staff. So in that sense, sure, we're done here. <sighs> wow, you dream of that kind of leverage just dropping into your lap like that, but... You're not wrong, but, uh... Just between you and me, we should start keeping a bit of a closer eye on who we're bringing over here, huh? Yes, Daemon. Especially the humans. Commander Kutch, I didn't expect to hear from you again so soon. Uh, yeah, hi again. Listen, is Doc Shang available? The doctor's instructions were quite explicit when it came to people from Endeavor attempting to contact her. I only want to talk to Gia, she said. Yeah, that sounds like her. Uh, this is actually a pretty urgent security matter, though, so would you mind asking her? I can certainly ask, but I don't think she'll- Is that Kutch? It is. I told him. I always have time for Kutch. Doc, were you sitting just out of frame this entire time? Just because I don't want to talk to any of you people doesn't mean I won't eavesdrop on every word you say. I am receiving excellent medical care over here, but the one thing I am not receiving is the tiniest shred of gossip. So, me talking to you is contingent on you filling in some pretty substantial gaps in my intelligence. <laughs> uh, once I'm finished with this investigation, I'll call you back with everything I know. Promise? I promise. And now, I assume you want to talk about my new ocular implants? Not really. Uh, when we got back from unexplored space, you had an eye patch, and you placed your actual eye on some kind of flying apparatus. I've, I've learned to stop asking what's wrong with your eye. There's nothing wrong. I just love biomechanical implants. It's nice to be somewhere that isn't so Borg-weary and allows me to embrace my true aesthetic. The prosthetic aesthetic. See? You get me. All right, so what's this urgent security matter? Well, it turns out someone, uh, someone under my command, actually, and a Macaria sympathizer, apparently, broke into your office and stole some things. Ugh, I knew something like this would happen if I left Morgan in charge. He is going to pay for this. Actually, I don't think Dr. Morgan- What'd they take? Well, we're not entirely sure. Uh, several paths, for starters, and a number of containers, uh, including one that we're certain the thief intended to repurpose as a bioweapon. Bioweapon? I'm not keeping anything like that in my office. This was a, a protein gel pack, uh, like the kind we use in the replicators. The label said something about liquefying organs. <laughs> What? What's funny? Kutch. That's not a bioweapon. It's an art installation. What the hell kind of art liquefies organs? What the label actually said was how to make yourself a body without organs. 
And that's better somehow? The contents of the pack temporarily recombine the genetics of most humanoid species and make it possible for them to lay an egg. Uh, an egg? Ah, gross. A beautiful, colorful egg that contains this person's own genetic material. It was actually inspired by, of all things, Mickey, if you can believe it. Mickey lays eggs. No, Mickey... No. Mickey is at all times a part and a whole. An organ and a body. Our shared trauma notwithstanding, he was still an extremely fascinating specimen. So I cracked into the genome of some common alpha quadrant birds to see if I could mimic the experience. And that's what you call art. Well, that was the beginning of art. I hadn't really decided on the next steps yet. Maybe I'd lay one myself and then eat it as performance art. And then maybe, if Gia signed off on it, anyone on the ship could play my little would-you-eat-your-own-egg game. Doc, my devotion to duty means that I am ignoring some seriously disturbing implications right now. And I am extremely relieved to hear that this officer didn't steal anything dangerous. In all seriousness, I wouldn't rule out that possibility just yet. Uh, uh, what? You think the Makarians are going to launch some kind of egg-laying terrorist attack on the station? If this person made off with the pads I keep locked up, it's possible that they have access to some fairly confidential data. Yeah, what? Like medical records? No, not like medical records. Like scientific research. Classified research. Potentially dangerous research. Which is why you kept it locked up. Exactly. Wonderful. All right, Doc, thanks for your help. I suppose I need to go question this officer after all, but I will call back, as promised. Hey, before you go, just one thing. All right. Tell me who the security trader is. I have to know. Goodbye, Doc. Oh, hey, Cap. I I guess you heard about Lieutenant Turner. Yeah, I did. How are you holding up? Not gonna lie, I've been better. Kutch, you've been my chief of security for nearly a year now, and I have not doubted the decision to move you up for a single moment. Until now? But no, not until now. Not ever. What in the world could possibly make you believe that I was going to say no? He was one of my guys, Cap. He was under my command. And without me even realizing it, he committed potentially serious acts of sabotage with a possible eye towards actual terrorism. Let me tell you something, son. Turner is indeed one of your guys. He's also one of my guys. I may not see him every day like you do, but you know I make a point of getting to know everyone on the ship. This one slipped past us both. It's rough, but it happens sometimes. It stings pretty badly, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's what I was going to say just now. Turner came over with the original team that got Endeavor set up in Omega. You've been his department lead for a year, but I've been his CEO for just over eight. And I had absolutely no idea he was capable of this kind of thing. Maybe he wasn't before now. How's that? Well, I, I mean, I still need to get in there and talk to him. But I have a pretty good idea what he's going to tell me. He's not the first human who felt this connection to Macaria, even after the revolt. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. Boy, I hate this. Thanks, Cap. I, you know, it shouldn't make me feel better that this sucks for you, too, but... Kinda does. <laughs> well, 
You know me, I'm here to help. <laughs> to that end, sir, could, could I ask a favor? Absolutely. Well, sir, like I said, I'm about to go in and interrogate Turner. And I'd be a lot more comfortable if I had a senior officer observing that interrogation. You know that's not an official requirement, right? I know that, Cap. But it's the right thing to do. For the record, and for his safety. Commander, I would consider it a real privilege to watch you work. Thanks, Cap. Before we begin, and for the record, Lieutenant Turner, you have not been formally charged with a crime at this point. You are being held on suspicion relating to the theft of a number of items from the private office of Dr. Shang, Chief Medical Officer of USS Endeavor. Suspicion of what? Well, that's what I'm here to determine. But before we begin, I want you to understand that this is not a formal interrogation. I've been in security for 13 years. You're trying to intimidate me by holding me without representation and questioning me off the record. See, this is why we're having this conversation, Lieutenant. I would be within my rights to question you without an attorney present. Just as I would be within my rights to disengage any transcription functions of the station's computer for this unofficial meeting. I should have expected. However, computer. Transcribe the following interview to secure station data storage. And activate force field translucence so the lieutenant can see out of this room. What's that supposed to do? Oh. Hello, Captain. Please note, Lieutenant Turner, that Captain Gia will be observing this interview to ensure that you are being treated in a fair and equitable manner. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, Lieutenant, I didn't catch that. I said thank you. Of course. Oh, and for the sake of avoiding any perceived conflict of interest, you will be permitted to have legal counsel present, if you wish. No. I'm good. May I interpret that statement to indicate that you find these terms acceptable under Starfleet security protocols, interstellar law, and section 6A of the Omega Charter? I said I'm good. You did say that. i just like to have it on the record. You know how much I like my paperwork. Now then, if you could tell me... I already told Torm everything I intend to tell anyone. Now, let's see. You told Ensign Torm when he apprehended you. When he tackled me in the common area. Everything I see here says that Torm gave you several verbal warnings before you took off running from him. Is this information inaccurate? Good. So let's see. You told Torm that you were quitting Starfleet to live on Macaria that you found their politics, quote, refreshingly honest, unquote. Damn right. For the record, Lieutenant, and for my own personal enlightenment, would you care to expand on that statement? What politics in specific drew you to abandon your commission and flee from your active duty station? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I can assure you, I do not. I was drawn to Macaria because it was founded by humans for humans, as a place for humans to live free of extraterrestrial interference. Don't you think it's a little ironic that this colony is situated two and a half million light years from Earth? That's about as extraterrestrial as you can get. It ain't about Earth, it's about humans. 
Macaria is a place where humans can be human. There were an awful lot of non-humans on Macaria until recently. Yeah, well, they took care of that problem now, didn't they? I assume you're referring to the recent violent revolt in which seven non-humans were murdered in the streets, and the remaining survivors were driven from the planet. Lieutenant, is that the incident you're referring to? The recent violent revolt in which- Yes, my God, yes. Do you ever shut up? Hmm. You know, I'm not sure that I do. Maybe I'll try to work on that. Now then, according to our records, you entered Doc Shang's office two nights ago and made off with a rather disgusting piece of potential art. Art? I thought it was a bioweapon. So did we at first. Yeah, typical aliens. Nothing's what it looks like. We also found a handful of pads in your quarters, which we have confiscated. Well then, far as I can tell, you don't really have anything on me. I stole some art and a couple of pads that you have now reclaimed, and seeing as how I didn't punch Torm until after he tackled me, I think I can get that one dismissed as self-defense. You're mostly right. But we found irrefutable evidence that you downloaded and transmitted the contents of those pads to Macaria. It's right there in the station's comm logs. You didn't even bother to hide it. Didn't need to hide it. Not something that well encrypted. You could set all the computers in the Federation on this problem, and you'd never crack this code. It's absolutely impenetrable. Cracked it. Seriously? You completely solved this in the time it took me to send that to you from the security office and walk down here to discuss it with you. Literally 30 seconds. I am literally that good. I mean, I had no doubt that you were good, but... It helps that this isn't even a code. Wait, what? Not strictly speaking. Shall I go on? This is my tell-me-more face. You always make that face. I'm a very inquisitive fellow. All right. If this had been a proper code, it probably would have involved math and algorithms, and a lot of other things I'm less than amazing at. I didn't even realize there were such things. That stays between you and me. Uh, Your reputation is safe. Stuff like that is most decidedly not in the overlap between linguistics and code breaking, and I'd have suggested you take this to Starfleet Intelligence. But this isn't stuff like that. No. This is... I don't know what this is. This is complicated. Shouldn't that make it hard to decipher? No. You're thinking of complex. This is complicated. Someone ran an extremely simple alphabetic substitution on this data. You know, where one letter equals another letter? Right, right. And they determined the specific parameters of that substitution by running it alongside a well-known work of literature. I assumed that since these were humans we're dealing with, they'd use the one thing humans never shut up about. Shakespeare. Ah, that guy. They didn't even go for one of his more obscure works either. This is just a substitution based on the first act of Hamlet. Then they seem to have translated it back and forth three or four times, which added zero value in terms of obscuring the meaning. Then they wrote it backwards and upside down. Wow. Seriously, it's like a child's idea of spycraft, and I'm not talking about a Cardassian child. I mean a garden-variety human child. 
And a particularly stupid one at that. So what does it say? Oh, I have absolutely no idea. But I thought- I can tell you every word in these documents. They appear to be engineering instructions of some kind. But engineering is another one of those things. One of those things you're less than amazing at. Wyatt, somebody might hear you. Wait, you're coming to me to help you understand engineering schematics? Yeah, I know your reputation, Naomi. I really thought I could get a fresh start in Omega. We still can't get the shuttle bay doors open all the way. Nobody's entirely sure what you even did. How many times do I need to apologize for that? The data that Dal pulled from Turner's transmission references a series of classified files in the Starfleet Engineering database. Files that Commander Myra doesn't have the clearance to access. But I do. Well, several senior officers do. But you're the one most likely to understand what we're actually looking at. Why don't you just ask Doc Shang? The data came from her in the first place. Shang's technically not on active duty right now. And given everything she went through with Mickey, I think she's earned a little R&R. And R. Was the third R for Romulan? Yeah, I really thought I had something there. Anyway, I'll reach out to her if I have to, but I'd also like to keep this as discreet as possible for now. Oh, right. If you tell Shang, she'll tell the Romulans and who knows who else. You said it. Not me. You know, I'm happy for any excuse for us to work together anyway. Aw. All right, let's see. This file cross-references that. This one wants my authorization code, which I'm more than happy to give, and this... What? Oh, no. Oh no, that's not a good sign. Nothing harmless provokes a softly whispered, oh no. Kutch, this is some truly dangerous technology here. Show me. It's from something called Project Genesis. The Federation was researching this over a century ago. It's essentially a terraforming device. Terraforming, making planets more like Earth. Well, that sounds insufferably human, which is pretty consistent with everything we know about Makaria. But I'm not sure I see how it's dangerous. It was designed to be activated on a lifeless planet. It created something called a Genesis Wave, which reorganized the materials of the planet at a subatomic level. It allowed conditions favorable to organic life to flourish at an accelerated rate. What would happen if it was activated on an already populated planet? You've hit on one of the two major problems right there. There was no mechanism in place to stop Genesis from overriding existing life. It would basically erase everything that was already there so it could start again. Oh, that's grim. And the second problem? The second problem is that the entire project got shelved because it couldn't even do that correctly. The researchers involved cut a lot of corners and they ended up using protomatter in the Genesis Matrix. Pretend I don't have a strong background in theoretical physics and I don't know what protomatter is. Most people don't. I'm familiar with it because it was more common in the Delta Quadrant where I grew up. But its use in the Federation is highly discouraged, even when they were working on this project, and it's extremely unstable. So, uh, a hypothetical Genesis device would wipe out anything living on a planet, ostensibly to make it habitable for humans. But then, because it was made with proto-matter, it would... What, just completely wreck the planet? Exactly that. And now Makaria has the means to make this thing. Looks like it. You again. I need 
need to ask you some more questions, Lieutenant. You trying to Columbo me? I don't know that reference. How could you? It's a classic. Is it from Earth? Of course it is. Of course it is. No, hard as it might be for you to believe this, I'm not here to reenact some piece of Earth pop culture for you. I'm here because I'm the chief of security on this ship. Yeah, I guess you are. And I don't think we need to bother Captain Gia any further with this. Gia could at least pass for human. Seems like kind of a non-sequitur. Lieutenant Sec was too if you look past the years, but you... What are you even supposed to be? I beg your pardon? Hella right. Some kind of a pigman. You know, we don't have those on Telar Prime. Pigs, I mean. I had to look up what that was when I started at the Academy, because I heard that one a lot. Of course you don't have pigs. They evolved into you. You're the pigs. Not really how evolution works. Yeah, they called me some variation of that for the entire four years. Pigman, little piggy, snout for brains. <laughs> snout for brains. That's good. No, it isn't. It's mean. But more importantly, it's not funny. And also, it's a bit lazy. So what? You can't take a little name-calling? Oh, I can, and I did. But it wasn't just me. And it wasn't just Tellarites. Pretty much every non-human I've ever discussed this with tells a similar story. That's life in the fleet, man. You're right, it is. If you're not human in this fleet, you just kind of accept the fact that you're going to get a little extra mockery from human officers. And you'll be lucky if it stops with mockery. You often don't get invited to extracurricular functions. The uniforms don't always accommodate certain physiological differences. And of course, and trust me, the numbers don't lie on this one, when it comes time to promote someone, and the decision comes down to a human and an equally qualified non-human, guess how often they go with the human? You're not going to guess? 78% of the time. Interesting, I can hear a number like that and think, yeah, that makes sense. Humans were probably better for the job at least 78% of the time. Whereas you hear that and think, that's unfair. Why don't I get to snuffle in that trough? But the worst part of it... Oh, I get it, that's cute. The worst part of it is how lightly we have to tread around humans. You think we make cute little references to the dirty indigenous animals from our home worlds that you remind us of? We absolutely do not. We'd be up on charges immediately if we said anything like that. Sounds rough. But the biggest thing, the thing that can really make my job as chief of security challenging at times, is this. If you ever suspect a human officer of some wrongdoing, you'd better be absolutely certain they did it before you drag them in for questioning. Is that so, Commander Kutch? It is. You're absolutely certain I did something so wrong that you'd lock me in a little room with nothing to drink for, what is it, six hours now? Closer to eight, actually, and nobody's denying you a drink. If you're thirsty, all you have to do is ask. I have no intention of being, well, as you'd probably say, inhumane. Are you thirsty, Lieutenant Turner? Yeah, I am. Computer? Krontus, one leader.
Here you are, Lieutenant. What is this? Ah, oh, this is rancid, and it's warm. What are you trying to make me drink here? Oh, what am I thinking? I'm sorry about that, Lieutenant. You, you probably just wanted water or something. I defaulted to a very refreshing Tellarite beverage that... Huh. Now that I think about it, it would have made you very sick if you drank it. You're not allowed to do this to me, you know. Do what to you? Torture me. I have rights. Torture you? I did nothing of the kind. I did make a rather unfortunate error. I'd say you did. But I don't think that constitutes torture. In fact, you know what's funny? I doubt there's much that we both consider funny. You're probably right about that. But I'm going to tell you anyway. When I took my first commission... Actually, this ended up being true of my first three Starfleet commissions, now that I think of it. The replicators on all three of those ships were only programmed to serve food from Earth. Of course, four years in the Academy taught me that my best option was to just quietly figure out which of these wouldn't make me sick or kill me. Because, yeah, turns out your dairy products are actually toxic to Tellarite physiology, even when they're replicated. But my best option was still to work around that, rather than potentially risking my career complaining about it. That was the first thing I noticed on Macaria. Didn't have to scroll through 30 pages of alien food to find a cheeseburger. Really made me feel like I'd come home. Yeah, it must have been nice to have a place where you felt comfortable being human. After all the struggling you probably endured. Chief of security should have been mine when Sec died. You just got promoted from JG to full lieutenant last year. I am very confident that you were not on Captain G's shortlist for this job. But okay. Macaria felt like home for you. I wasn't entirely being sarcastic there. That actually must have been a nice feeling. It's a shame you had to go and ruin your career like this. Now, you'll never set foot there again. Fine. Send me back to the Alpha Quadrant. I'll plead guilty, and they'll have me shipped off to prison within a week. You know where the Federation penal settlement is? New Zealand. On Earth. I'll be back on my own world among my own kind. For an offense like this? I highly doubt you're going to New Zealand. What offense? I stole something from a doctor's office. I passed along a couple of files. Correct. And one of those files contained the schematics for a weapon so deadly and so controversial that it's been classified for over a century. Building one, or conspiring to build one, might actually be one of the few things in the Federation that still carries the death penalty. We're looking into that. You're bluffing. I'm not. If you knew how Tellarite culture worked, and no, of course you don't, so I'll just tell you, you'd realize that we prize total rhetorical certainty above all. What does that mean? It means we love to win arguments. And it's much more satisfying for us if we can do that without resorting to lies or half-truths. What I told you is 100% true. There is some serious legal ambiguity on this, and we're consulting with the JAG office on it. Okay, but the death penalty? Really? Look, you're probably right. We'll see what they tell us. I do know this, though. If it's serious enough that we even have to ask, it's 
pretty likely you're not just getting sent to some picturesque island on Earth. Of course, you can always plea bargain. Obviously, someone of such relatively low rank, no offense, Lieutenant, I know you're a little sensitive about that, Obviously, you don't have the high-level access needed to get the data for a Genesis device. You're right. I don't. But if you were to give us the name of the officer who did provide that data for you, I think it's pretty likely they'd reduce the charges. Yeah, to hell with him. I'm not doing hard time for that jackass. It was... Gotch, good to see you again. What can I do for you, old friend? Uh, good to see you too, Captain. Is Admiral Soraya in? I have something extremely urgent I need to discuss with him immediately. The Admiral is not in, but I assure you that if he was, he would not have time for whatever it is that you mean to waste his afternoon with, which is what exactly? I'd be more comfortable discussing this directly with the Admiral, Commander. Oh, I dare say you would too bad for you he's not here and that he's got two of us to keep you out of his office even if he were here which he is oh, i don't know i'd probably just let him through uh, it is urgent after all unfortunately my cohort here is right the admiral's in the don't don't tell him that what's the point of being a, a high-ranking officer if any old trash can just know your location at any given time trash seems a little harsh don't you think oh dear oh dear oh dear, now, oh dear. Uh, listen, I might be able to help you with whatever this is. I'd like to, Captain, but I, I, I'd better not. Oh, or maybe I can talk to you about it later. Maybe you go off duty soon. Mm, not till 1700. Or maybe you can take a break for a few minutes. Yeah, maybe I can do that. Rice, would you be okay with... Hey, are you pointing a phaser at me? You're... You're damn right that I am. Neither of you ha had better even even think of moving a muscle until I'm well out of this office. And if if you sound an alarm or impede my progress in any way, I will not hesitate to start shooting civilians. Now, uh, on, on the ground, b both of you, are, are you comfortable? Well, now I, I I don't care about that, do I? Uh, just 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 stay stay there, and I will be gone any second. Well, now, what the hell? He's why I came down here, Captain. Commander Rice is passing information on classified weaponry to the Bakarians. Ah, it's always something with this guy. Damn it, Pac. I knew all of these civilians were going to be a problem. Over there! He's getting into that Thestin shuttle! Great. The Thestins have all kinds of technology that they don't have on Bakaria. Well, then, we better make sure he doesn't make it to Bakaria. Coming out of warp in the Macaria system. Really hoped I wouldn't be back here anytime soon. You and me both, Captain. Looks like he's banking this ship in orbit around... Wait, no. He just went to warp again. I, I don't know why he would do that, but I, I'm, I'm laying it a pursuit course. Belay that, Commander. I think I know what he's up to. Sir? He's jettisoned something. Right before he jumped to warp. I'm locking in now, and it looks like some kind of small pod? Uh, that's a waste pod. Uh, Thestin ships are fast, but their engines produce a ridiculously high amount of a high-density byproduct that can really drag their speed down. They regularly drop the extra load to pick up speed. Mind you, they don't actually drop it, usually on an actual planet, but it's not supposed to be toxic to any known life forms. He, he probably just wants to keep ahead of us, so... Negative, I'm getting a life sign from that pod. He shot it into the atmosphere and it's headed for a clearing outside the main settlement of Macaria. Damn. 
I never would have caught that. Good thinking, Captain. That kind of devious maneuvering is one of the few things Rice and I have in common. And believe me, I've been struggling to find something these past few weeks. So what's our next move? Move us into the atmosphere. I have an idea. Well, all right, but I can't possibly see what you intend. Just hang on to something. Computer, open the bay door and disengage the force field. That procedure exceeds established safety protocols. Uh, computer, override safety protocols. Authorization, West, Alpha... Because I said so. Warning, cargo bay door is open. Please secure any cargo and passengers. Captain, what the hell are you... No time to explain. Trust me. Hey, yep. Wait, don't jump out of the... Run about! What the hell was that? Kutch here? Sorry, there really wasn't any time to explain. So, listen, our standard gear includes a life support belt, right? Yeah, well, uh, uh, yes, but that's to help you breathe in hostile atmospheres and protect you against radiation. It's not really designed to stop a high-speed encounter with the ground. It does include a gravity decreaser, though. I figured I could adjust the thing in mid-fall and use it to propel myself through the air. Oh, okay, but... Fortunately for me, my theory panned out. And it's a much smoother ride than those clunky old gravity boots they had in my day. All right, but... His pod is headed towards a clearing that's crawling with armed escorts. I'm going to really need to push this thing if I want to catch him before he's within firing range. Listen, I'm glad you're latest insane attempt to end your own life turned out okay for you, but you're not going to catch Rice. I I'm no scientist, but even I know you're fighting against basic physics here. I don't follow! Uh, well, you do follow, but not quickly enough. He started falling before you, and no matter how much you mess with your local gravity, you're never going to overtake him. That doesn't sound right. Huh. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, this isn't gonna work. I, I guess I'm just gonna fly back up there. Stand by. <sighs> Standing by, Captain. External cargo door access has been requested by Captain West. Do you approve? Yes. Please secure. Everything is secure, computer. Just open the damn door. <gasps> well, that was bracing. Glad to hear it. I'd hate to think this high-speed chase after a high-ranking Starfleet defector was getting boring to you. Where's the cargo pod now? Uh, well, he, he's hailing us, so I think he made it to the surface. The pod must have had retros. Put him through. That was a truly pitiful display, Captain. You're, you're a truly pitiful display. Good one, sir. What exactly are you playing at here, Arnold? You can't be serious about throwing away decades in Starfleet for these losers. How could you possibly understand what I've been through? I was gone for nearly a year, and when I returned to duty, everything had changed. It's almost my exact experience, except I was gone for over a century, and you don't see me defecting to some racist planet about it. I came back to nothing. What are you talking about? They gave you your old job back. Only I was there keeping your chair warm, so you only had to do half the work. Yes, and your smug face was the only human thing I could look forward to seeing every day. There are probably 30 other humans serving on that station with us. Yes, well, that's as may be, but... The Admiral is human. Don't you invalidate me. I am on solid ideological ground here, and nothing you say will change that. Humans, 
built the Federation. We laid claim to large swaths of the Alpha Quadrant, much of that during your time in Starfleet, Captain. And then we watched as all those flags we planted got pulled up by other species, species who demand equal treatment, whilst at the same time lecturing us on how we don't live up to their standards. I saw a projection recently that says that within five generations, there might not be a significant population of pure-blooded humans left. Is that what you want? An entire federation of cross-bred mutts like Commander Zot? Infinite diversity, Arnold. An infinite combination. Oh, and the Vulcans, they're the worst of all. Do you realize how much sooner humankind would have settled the Alpha Quadrant if the Vulcans hadn't held us back? This argument was weak 300 years ago, and it's weak now. This argument is finally being won. <laughs> Now, that'll be Makaria's ground defenses, which have been upgraded considerably since your last visit. I would strongly advise leaving the planet at your earliest possible convenience. Or don't. I can't say I wouldn't be thrilled to see a runabout blasted out of the sky. Engaging evasive maneuvers. Take us out, Commander. Aye, Captain. So that could have gone better. He didn't even address me. The entire time he was ranting, he didn't even acknowledge that I was on the other end of that transmission. No, that cat can't possible. Is that right? Yes, sir. Well, that's a bit dehumanizing. Not how I would have put it, Captain, but I take your meaning. We're clear of the atmosphere. Should I lay in a course for Nimbus? Oh, yes. Maximum warp. This situation's about to get a lot uglier, son, and we're going to need all the help we can get. Season 2, Episode 11 of Endeavor featured Mark Bosco as the narrator, Mark Darren as Dr. Morgan, Gregory Dickens as Turner, Jason Ellis as West, Devlin Grimm as Shang, Daniel Hobson as Torm, Nathan Lajunas as Boz, Terry Lohmeyer as Valesa, Brian Lynch as Pac, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Joseph Ravenson as Gia, Maggie Robotham as Rice, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, Sabrina Snyder as Nav, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt and Maggie Robotham. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorne. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive access to bonus shorts, visit patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Production copyright 2022 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production, and all concepts herein are property of Viacom CBS. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.